Oh my goodness. Hey, hi, it's Mike. Did you know that Abe and Bridget and me are trying to make a movie right now? Yes, right dang now. It's called Papa Bear and tells the poignant and hilarious true story of the time my dad came out as a gay furry when I was 17. Uh, if you care about that at all, please head to seedandspark.com slash fund slash papa hyphen bear to find out much more about the project, how you can be a part and earn really cool rewards for helping us out see you there here's your pod thanks so much yeah baby back after a break uh (laughs) first time interacting with you directly since the wedding and you just bought a new car and we're in a hurry what should we yeah what should we shit about i don't know i mean i clearly had the bigger life event you know uh, right of course yeah yeah yeah. no all i can say is that i feel terrible and i don't want to give the (sighs) details of buying a car because i'm scared Uh that someone's gonna message and go oh you got fucked you know what i mean yeah like i i'm just uh, like quietly it's technically on paper the first car i ever bought yeah um well then it is like a marriage does it feel weird knowing that you'll only be fucked by that car for the rest of your life yeah a little bit yeah (laughs) i feel sad about my old car because i had that for a very long time um yeah always interesting the ways a car dies we had a family van that my brother threw up in and the stink would not leave Mm. so we got rid of it and then my dad had a red suv that broke down one day on the side of the road and we just walked away and i'm sure that's not what you're supposed to do no probably not yeah as a child it seemed like i guess that's what you do but like he didn't call a tow truck or nothing we just left it there right and then uh yeah, yeah. So, like, how'd your car die? The one that it you're didn't. Mourning? It was just really fucking old. Uh, okay. It was a 2005 Euthanasia. Toyota Matrix. Um, I had had it for so long, and the muffler was just hanging by a thread. And I knew <sighs> that any second, I'm gonna have to pay a lot of money for it. And I was at that point in life where I was like, I need to get a new car because I, I <laughs> like, we're literally doing yeah. that big bear drive, and I was like, this car probably right. can't make it. Um, I need a reliable, regular car. So I just made the decision. Um, I What I feel bad about, I got a note on my car that was someone who was like, I'm a single mother. Let me, can I buy your car? And in my mind, I was a hero for giving that single mother my car. Didn't end up happening because I yeah. don't have enough money. Uh, and so I had to trade in my shitty car, which will probably get stripped for parts. It, I, I, yeah. it, it had more love to give. Not much more love to give, though, so... Yeah. It's just Did it have a name or persona or anything? Nah, nah, it's a car. Good, great. Just yeah. a car. It's just a car. <laughs> but uh, That's okay. It, it's it's fine. It's how's how's being married? Great wedding. Really Fantastic really wedding. Good. The wedding was beyond perfect. Uh I've told this spiel a few times now like I don't I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I don't know that it's not content, so I probably won't explicate this anywhere else, but um, yeah, I couldn't believe, uh, like it actually felt like a miracle. Like it profoundly made me, and it was funny cause I didn't think anything would change. I thought it, other than it being a fun party that I would enjoy, but I was used to the trope of it would be stressful. Also, we've been together 11 years. So I thought, well, it won't feel like anything changed. Also, I was married once and I didn't feel much while it was happening beyond it being like, now I, now I have the stress of public speaking. Now we're married. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Cause it wasn't a good marriage, but like, I didn't realize that that difference would feel so tangible. Uh, all my mental health issues, like inability to be present for looping thoughts and stuff, like 
were gone all day. They just left me alone. I was perfectly present and like just the universe, like powerfully flowing through me the whole day. It was fucking incredible. I can't imagine. I know it was like going to a movie and being like, that blew my expectations right. out of the water. I just did not think my wedding would be that dope. It was so good. Yeah. So I thought it would be good and it still blew me away. Of course, I'm biased as the person going through it, but it was amazing. Well, I'll, I'll lay it out because I used to film weddings. I think I told you that. So I've been mm-hmm. to maybe 200 weddings. Wow. Um, and so as a like wedding connoisseur, um, you were in the top tier. You really were. Uh, it was the right size. It nice. wasn't like uh, I've I've gone to everything, like the terrifying mega church fucking right. weddings. Hey, oh, wow, I've gone yeah. to the little folksy ones. Uh, you had the right flavor of both where it felt like a little fucking it felt like a hobbit wedding. And that sense yeah. that it's like this small, woodsy, beautifully lit, um, great food, great dessert. You nailed it. You nailed it. I was also on mushrooms, so I'm kind of a little nice. unbiased, but or biased. Um, yeah. But I wasn't on that much mushrooms, just for the record. Sure, cried like sure, a baby. Yeah. Not a dry eye in the house. Hannah and I cried together. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. It, it, you guys nailed it. Um, in terms yeah, of every, like yeah. just the like the cold calculating look at a, the quality of a wedding, you know, like where it's like obviously yeah. weddings don't matter if you love each other and you know right 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 um, right right. But from that perspective and it had of like that too, that's yeah. what was great of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From the perspective of like, if I was a wedding videographer, I'd be like, oh yeah, this would be a beautiful wedding video. This is a good one. Yeah, yeah. This is better than most, and the crowd seems really fun and genuine. Yeah, exactly. Um, like the love feels real here in this group. Yep. Uh, I will. I just want to mention like a couple things to flex because they were so much effort. Jen, the gifts for the guests were these homemade finishing salts that Jen made, and I don't mean just by mixing salts together. They like. Like slow dried yes. fifty lemons tell, tell and zested all the shit. Yeah, tell you know? them that we are enjoying those salts. Uh, yeah, the, so finishing salt. Uh, and then for my groomsmen, I made these custom made little bronze statuettes where each one's different and they like represent different aspects of their character. And I just want to say the wedding photographer came up to me and his wife, who's his photography partner, and was like. Uh, uh, similar, like we've photographed 500 weddings. This is the best groomsman gift we've ever seen. Like you guys really love each other. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like we do indeed. Yeah, it was great. Um, can I talk about the thing I got financially fucked on recently? Yeah. That's what I want to talk about. Forget my. No, I, I kind of figured I wanted to hear about the wedding, but I also figured you had, yeah, like you said, talked about it a few times now yeah tell me it about was, yeah. the darkness to bring me into the it was great but you were there people should feel fomo if they just are parasocially listening <laughs> to this it was awesome our crew is awesome uh i forget what the last thing i want to say about it was but whatever you can also look on social media and see some shit about it we did a sketch anyway yes. uh we talked on this podcast a long time ago about a drug that's similar to mushrooms that i prefer DSL backwards. I don't know why I obfuscate because there's no, there's no, <laughs> anyway. Um, and that led to me meeting someone who provided some over the course of the years. And we recently tried to do that. And a little clerical error caused it to be 
hands delivered in front of a different house with a different address number than mine, a, a large box of that stuff valued at $800. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I walked over to the house where it was in my neighborhood and I know what house it was delivered to, but it had already been taken in by the people. And it's a really sketchy house between like an abandoned skate park and an abandoned warehouse. And there's like nine dudes sitting on the porch, hard eyeing me. Like, so that's gone. It's yeah, just like, gone. No idea. What and you're I told the about. supplier guy like that did not work out. And they're like, I feel really bad. My life situation is such that I cannot re. Like, I don't have the money to reimburse you or lose the, I don't have that much left again. And I'm like, okay, whatever, man. Uh, Shit happens. (laughs) But that would have been like the largest score I've ever made in my life. And it it didn't go well. Oh, that sucks, man. That really sucks. That would have done me for life. I would have been set for life. That's a re- literally enough for like. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh man, that sucks. I I hope no you're home. able to get the same a similar deal in the future. But that oh that made me feel like yeah. Mm. He's like maybe in a year or two I'll save up a little bit a yeah. little bit and try it's, to it's make it tough. right. But Ugh. yeah, Ugh. yeah. This has been. And if you're a listening, person, it's totally fine. <laughs> It's yeah, okay. I mean, I know you feel. Yeah, bad. it doesn't feel like it's, <laughs> it was necessarily their fault. It fa- sounds like it's one of those fucking times where just fate just hits you right in the taint. Yeah, I've been. That's right. I've been also. Uh, I've just had. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it's. I had a similar month of like just money just falling through my fingers and then i somehow was well, like wedding forget yeah about and it, then yeah. like i dealt with some, like plane shit and like and then there was some some cat vet shit so it was just one after another and for some right. reason i ended this month i took some by of your being money. like yeah i'll get a new car and now i'm like why why would sure. i do that to myself um yeah but you know I, again i'm i i the car is the least of the that the cat was the problem the wedding was wasn't that uh, obviously like oh great okay good oh of course no, i mean that's it. part of it no, where you're like, I, it's funny so, that it's worth it but you are requiring that everyone spend yeah money if they don't own that's actually not the whole thing what happened was we were actually going to be in san francisco for a week before and the cat his eye just went blind yeah. and I had to cancel the first half of that wedding. And it turned out that what he had was he got over it, which is great. But off, off Mike, I'll probably tell you that I'll, I'll be visiting your area in a few months and maybe we can do something during then, you know? <gasps> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. Speaking of a while back, Getting kicked in the taint, I think. <laughs> it's time for the brand new episode of Star Trek The Next Futurama. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Star Trek The Next Futurama, an epic team up between gamefully unemployed and small beans. For access to the entire series, find us on Patreon. And now your hosts, Mike and Dave. Episode 49, hosted by your own Michael Swaim, co-hosted by David Bell from the Small Beans and Gamefully Unemployed Networks, respectively or disrespectfully, whichever thing jumbles out of your mouth, uh, out of your shit, shit mouth. Uh, 
And this is a podcast where we compare and contrast how the comedy writer team behind Futurama handles similar sci-fi concepts as the drama team behind Star Trek The Next Generation, although it has some comedic episodes. Uh, And as host, I'm going to dive right in. Yeah, you are. I think I got it. As host, it's my privilege and honor to refresh your memory on the Futurama episode that we're covering, just so all the little fiddly bits are clear in your mind, because we're going to compare them to stuff later. And we're up to season four, episode five, Leela's Homeworld. Leela's Homeworld. Uh, this is the one where Leela is named Orphan of the Year, and they go to the orphanarium for some kind of, you know, ceremony about that. She gives a little thank you speech about how she's always been really, really self-reliant. Uh, and that it's been tough being an orphan. And then we segue through, like, they're putting her photo on the wall, like, plaque, like, hey, orphan of the year. And it segues to a flashback where we see that she was abandoned in a pile of, in a basket. And sorry, a pile of baskets is a joke. It's that a I'll great joke. Later. Yeah. Good joke. She was abandoned in a basket as a baby uh, on the doorstep of the orphanarium, the orphanage guy comes out and sees that she has a note written in alienese in a language that he says no one on earth can translate. We'll probably talk about that more later too, from a logic perspective. Um, But she (laughs) takes her in and that's that. Like, so you go, oh, okay. She was abandoned by aliens, which in fact has been the series lore up to this point. People listening to the show know where it's going because they like Futurama. That's why they're listening. Anyway, just to refresh you though, to refresh you, um, She misses her parents, even though she claims to be totally self-reliant. Fry finds her in a quiet moment crying and says, I really do miss my parents. And they go on a little romantic walk um, where they talk about stuff. And and, uh, then the professor, that's right, that's why I took a a beat because it's unrelated (laughs) initially. The professor invents a machine that makes glow-in-the-dark plastic noses. Don't worry about that. That doesn't go anywhere. The point is the machine produces a great deal of toxic waste and Bender offers to very cheaply get rid of it and starts dumping it in the sewers. So Bender is dumping and then he expands the business. So Bender's dumping all kinds of toxic waste into the sewers while Fry and Leela go on their walk and talk about the fact that she misses her folks at that very moment. The mutants who live in the sewers rebel and are like, stop with the toxic waste. And they come up and capture our trio, Bender Fry Leela, and bring them down to the mutant city underneath New York to be executed. No, uh, tortured, I guess, but, you know, punished. They're going to dip them in their own toxic waste, which will turn them instantly into a mutant. They test it on a rat and the rat turns into a pig fish bird. And what would that be called? A figured, I don't know. We'll figure it out later. (laughs) Um, They somehow escape. I forget. I think Leela does it. It doesn't really matter. No, it does matter because I'm reading it. Uh, No, I didn't write it down. Fuck it. Uh, They escape somehow. I think Leela does it. We are introduced to these figures in cloaks that are constantly helping them out in little ways or pleading with the lead mutant to not execute them and stuff like that. They run away from the mutants. The townspeople chase them. 
They hide in a random house and find a collage of photos of Leela and like a Leela collection of everything she's ever flushed down the toilet and a bunch of spy photos of her whole life from the vantage point of people who live in the sewer. So she believes that there are these creepy people in the cloaks are this are sewer stalkers. And she doesn't know, she doesn't fully know why they're following her, but she must find out. So as they all try to escape, with the help from the cloaked figures we see, uh, out of, or the cloaked figures beg for leniency, that's right, and they get expelled instead of executed. But as they're leaving, Leela goes, I'm sorry, I got to find out what the deal is with those stalkers, and jumps and is stays in the she sewer. She risks um, being a mutant for this, but... Actually, blindly, because she thinks she will become a mutant. And then the first clue that she's an Earth or that she is a mutant instead of an alien is that it doesn't mutate her. And she's like, how is this possible? What's going on? Then we have a two pronged attack. Bender just keeps doing toxic waste. That doesn't matter anymore. But Fry on the surface uses the professor's nose machine to translate the alien note because he's also trying to help figure out what's going on. He seems to figure out what's going on. And he goes, I have to rush to Leela. And we're like, oh, what's the solution going to be? At the same time, Leela catches up with the mutants in the cloaks and says, you've been stalking me my whole life. I've deduced what happened. My alien parents, you murdered them and, and mugged them. And that's and then abandoned me because you realized, oh, we can't kill a baby and you left me at the orphanarium, right? And they're like, yes, it's uh, that's true. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. And they're like, you should go for it. And then Fry comes in and she says, these people killed my parents. And he says, close. They are your <laughs> <Yeah>. parents. <laughs> and uh, reveals through flashback a whole entire separate understanding, which is, of course, that she was born so unmutated, meaning only a cyclops, that they wanted her to have the privileged life of a surface dweller because they loved her so much. So they abandoned her. Her mom is a master of exolinguistics and wrote an indecipherable alien note. Why would she make it indecipherable if they wanted it to be under? Anyway, I guess as evidence they were yeah, alien. They, they yeah, did whatever. it so they would look at it and go, oh, it's an, it's an alien. Yeah. I know, but I have more questions for later. But anyway... Um, that was the plan. Make it look like it's an alien so she'll be accepted. Aliens are more accepted than mutants. She can have a normal life. People will just believe she's a Cyclops alien. She can do that Al Bundy episode. It'll be great. And and we will never, you know, be in her life, but we'll follow her from afar. And we even see that they, like, <laughs> drop candy bars in front of her yeah, when she's a, a kid or whatever. Like, they just give her stuff, yeah, as, as she's been growing up. So they've been a part of her life as they could. And they say, we assumed you'd be ashamed of us. And she says, all I've ever wanted is to know you. This is the happiest day of my life. Is that the end? They hug and cry. It's sweet. Um, That is the end. Yeah, it ends with the sweet montage. Jumping crap on them. Yeah. And they undercut the treacle in classic Simpsons fashion with Bender being like, final joke about toxic waste. Credits. Nice. Nicely done. Uh, Now it's time to pass the energy. Uh, to David. That's me. To is it a segment? No, no, no. no that's I, the similarities themselves. I you just tell us I'm what's up. Tell you, yeah. tell you all what uh, episode we matched up with. Do we have weird energy? I have just bought a car energy, so I'm like, I feel okay. fine. <laughs> I, and you know what I mean? Where it's like I've been like on survival mode for four hours. Um, sure. All right. Which you never, you always expect two and a half hours. Exactly, exactly. Like I'm frazzled. So if people are like, man, he sounds frazzled. That's why. No, but uh, the episode we are pairing it up with 
quite nicely is season seven, episode 10, Inheritance. That is an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, to be precise, that I will now explain uh, if the name didn't pop up to me, uh, pop out to you. It's about Data's hot mom. Um, That's the yeah. one. So the Enterprise is going to, um, what is it, Altria uh, 4? Um, Altea? Altea? I think it's Altea, Altea 4. 4. Uh, basically, it's the plot of the movie The Core. The Core is cooling. No, Atreya. Atreya 4. I looked it up. Um, the planet is cooling like in the movie The Core. And like the movie The Core, they're going to uh, inject... Well, they're not going to set off nukes. They're going to inject plasma into the core to restore it to its molten s- state. Uh, and this is where we meet uh, Juliana, who is... Um, or Juliana, I guess. Um, who is one of the scientists there with Pran, her, uh, her, her husband... Uh, and she's there out of like a weird coincidence. She, uh, she's there to help them with the core and then takes data aside. And he's like, Hey, by the way, I'm your mom. And what she means by that is that she was married to Noonien soon, uh, back when data was created. Uh, she was wiped from his memory. Uh, and it's kind of sus because it's like, Oh, I guess I've ha- I have a mom. Uh, that's yeah. weird. Which I don't require. I don't right. need to have had and a mom. Data, yeah. I would say pretty understandably at first, is like, I'm going to look into this story because it's weird. Um, and, and other people, Jordy, are like, you know, there's no reason for her to claim that she's your mom out of the blue, which they're right. That's a weird scam. But it's also weird that she never looked him up. And she's just like, oh, now that I happen to have you here. I'm your mom. Um, and I say it casually, so it's like, okay, then why did you hide right. if it's no A lot big of people deal. casually yeah. explaining things because Data's later like, oh yeah, soon is dead. You didn't know that? Oh yeah, you had a granddaughter. Yeah. She's also dead. So uh, what happened was apparently uh, they wiped his memory on the on the planet, um, and right before the crystalline entity came, they were he was about to be reactivated and they were attacked. Um, that's what she she uh, tells them. Uh, tells data data looks into it uh and finally accepts her as his mother a kind of being like yeah it, this checks out as much as it can um it's still weird so they start bonding um cute you know uh mother son stuff uh you know he plays his violin for her in his quarters i'm sure he reads her some fucking poetry like exhausting like it's perfect for data exhausting shit that only she could care about um yeah it's like um look look see what i'm doing am i human yet does this look human do you think i'm human look what i'm doing right and so he also um tells her about lol uh again very casually she asks if he would create another child um she seems like she's hiding something and what she admits is that um after the deal with lord you know data's evil twin um she when they left, when the crystalline entity attacked, I forgot to mention this. She said, oh, there was only room for two on the escape pod. That was a lie. She was afraid of taking data. She was scared he's going to become like Lore. Um, data in his in his data way is like, would you have done that if I was a human? And she's like, no. Like, he calls her out um, yeah. on the bullshit where she's like, we loved you like a human. And he's like, yeah, but you also left me on a planet to die. And I'm pretty sure you wouldn't do that. 
for a human. <laughs> um, and so there's some good conflict there. He also goes to Beverly Crusher after doing a recital with her where they both play. She plays. Um, what does she play? It's not a violin. Viola. 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 Um, so they do a like recital together for a bunch of freaks who, you know, watch that. Um, and Data seems like oddly suspicious of her after she uh, does that. So he goes to crush her and he wants to see her medical records. Um, and she's like, that's kind of unusual, but sure. Why? And he's like, I suspect she's not who she says she is. And he leaves it at that because they have to go down to the planet because there is an emergency. They have to do emergency repairs on the plasma dildo that does the thing doesn't really matter there they they go to the uh, the core of this planet or near you know deep deep into the planet and um they uh data and 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 juliana um are uh doing doing the gizmo they're they're fixing it um fucking pran got injured so he's not there there's also a part where Pran goes to Data like, you should be good to her. And I wanted Data to be like, you're not my father. But he didn't do that. <laughs> um, and so uh, as they're doing this, the core is destabilizing. So it's your classic like cave set, you know, TNG cave set. Everything's falling. Uh, they fix the device. They they go back to the they have to do the transporter boosters, you know, those three uh dicks metal dicks everything's a dildo um yeah and because they're underground, they're underground. The, yeah. yeah beam amplifiers. but they have to jump down this huge cliff and in a wonderful moment uh juliana is like listen i'm like 60 this is a please yeah, don't this make is me a do huge this. jump <laughs> yeah. i don't think i can make it and jada just goes you can make it and shoves her and like shoves her and she lands so hard that her arm yes. falls off yeah that's pretty hard that's a spoiler fall. she's a robot but had she not been one <laughs> but still data would have murdered yeah. her she bashes her head in and her arm flies off data yeah. is incorrect <laughs> he's like you'll make it under what condition my calculations were slightly yeah. off yeah it's a it's a hell of a fucking thing for data to do that i can't get over but they learn oh my god she's a robot uh she has been shut down for some reason so he beams her aboard the ship um they say this at the end but the plasma thing's taken care of the the planet's fine no need to think about that it, it worked, worked. Blah, um, blah, blah. it's the b plot which is wild because they're jump starting a planet but that's the b plot <laughs> right. the, the plot of the core uh with aaron eckhart is the b plot so um they they she she's clearly a more advanced robot she she's um she can age uh which is fucking amazing yeah. data uh, they're they're saying there's nothing sweat. wrong with her she's just unconscious she's just yeah she can sweat um she's just shut off they're 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 tooling around in her brain and data finds a little chip that he's like oh this is a message it's a holographic chip message thing so he goes to the holodeck Sticks it in. Sure enough, there's Dr. Soon. It's Wesley Crusher's father <laughs> saying bland pleasantries. That would be amazing. I, I do want to talk about this message a little more, but basically he's like, oh, it's Data. How are you, boy? I have a subs subset of answers based for just you. And Data's like, what, what the fuck's going on? And he's like, okay, so the real Juliana did exist. Uh, she super died when the crystalline entity attacked. I'm a maniac, so I'm just made a robot one, a robot one, and apparently I couldn't make that relationship work. 
<laughs> well, like I was already working on the new right. model of Android that's even better. So I was like, may as well make it my right. wife and gaslight it into thinking it's my wife and never right. let it know that it's but then, a robot. Again, separate. <laughs> it's just very funny to create. And she leaves yeah, to him. Create a, a love yeah. robot, essentially. That's like, man. And it breaks yeah, up with I'm you. No, so yeah. that's real loser shit. Um, so that's what she is. Yeah. He's basically, yeah. Soon's uh, fuck robot that uh that has all the same memories and that quit. and can age uh and doesn't know that she's a robot so we're left with this uh you know heady fucking uh decision where data's like do i tell her um and he holds a meeting which i wondered does that imply that her positive the one way in which she's not advanced is that she's not smart enough to deduce that she's right. a robot? Because Data figured it out from just a few clues that she also would have noticed by now. You're in right. Her life, I feel yeah, like. it's like does, she has like a denial program because it also maybe there's a, just a program blocking that knowledge. Yeah, buy because that. they say they also hand wave why her vitals were organic, where they're like, eh, the the chip like projects these organic vitals, and it's like sure. Uh, I I want to talk right. about how in how incredible, but this she's robot never been injured is. before. Yes. Because if you peel her skin off, done well, deal. Yeah. You know, like that's Either all it that takes. She, because she's been designed to shut down when injured. So what if this is like the sixth right. time someone has done this? We don't know. Um, it would be a hell of a thing. Yeah. So basically the decision which he calls, he calls a meeting, a work meeting to be like, should I tell my mom she's a robot? And uh, And there's people, some people are saying like, well, if she finds out later, she's going to be kind of like, what the fuck data? But also someone points out, if you tell her you're denying her the thing that you want, which is to be human and she's going to grow old and she's been programmed to die. And honestly, if I was told I was a robot that also has to die, I'd be like, so this sucks. Like, Oh, you're a robot. You have none of the benefits, but you're a robot. And knowing that there's an Android out there living completely a human life. Right sort of gives you hope like it's aspirational that she exists yes. why would you destroy right that? but i would also it, yeah i would if i was it would it probably she'd lose her mind she'd spend her life trying to like become immortal because she knew she'd spend her final her final years in total dissociative like yeah. chaos yeah so data just fixes her up uh repairs her re re uh t- turns her back on and everybody just from then on including her husband who's probably going through a lot of emotions uh is just like i guess i'm fucking a robot but i can't tell her um and yeah. so everybody just agrees to lie to this uh woman to data's hot mom and then he just sa- he says you broke your arm everything's fine uh bye uh and then we never see her again <laughs> Because apparently right. Data's Go just like, yeah, Data's just like, well, not actually my real lo- mom, so flush. Yeah. We're done here. I thought it was weird how right before he was like, if you weren't really my mom, would you find me attractive? And she's like, what? And he's like, never mind. <laughs> Goodbye, Bye. mother. Bye, hot mom. Yeah. Uh, she does do several things that I found. the re- I was like, phrasing, I guess, would be the thing where I'm like, I wasn't thinking about incest when I started this, and you now you're making me go like, is she hitting on right. him? <laughs> there were, did you notice that there were one or well, two? Well, I, I, um, she's she's doing the mom yeah. thing. She she has that weird. Well, Troy. she just puts her hand on his yeah. hand. That's fine. Yeah. What the Troy s- scene where she's just like, "Yeah, you fuck your therapist," and he's like, 
That's the thing is she seems pleased to learn that he can fuck. And she's like, well, it's because that was a hard thing to program. We didn't know if it would work. And I'm just like, that's just a weird thing to be like, I'm so proud. You right. Can fuck, because son. you fuck real good, man. I did a good job. Right. Because it's probably based <laughs> off of like their preferences, you know, like it's weird. Yeah. It's weird to think about that. And then later there's the line data. Do you have any plans right yeah. now? I think we should spend a little time yeah. together i'd love to see your quarters it's entirely possible <laughs> that they didn't think of data like a child when they first created him like they were gonna right. throw him into the mix you know in the bedroom or something uh it's entirely possible and then after well because he looks like soon yeah it, like i could see them having the conversation where like it's not that weird it's like me fucking you you know i'm your <laughs> husband it just looks like me uh, I could totally see him trying to talk 100%. her into that shit. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, uh, I think this one will be pretty quick because I we did a good job obfuscating while we described them, but the similarities are pretty yes. there on the surface. So let's lay them out real quick in a segment we call Good News Number One. Good mm. News Number One. And uh, I'll take the biggie. Uh... No, no, I'll go in the order because I, I look at my notes. I realize I consciously ordered them. So I'm just going to go in order and you take, you know, and if you say one, then I'll skip that one. Our crew go to a shitty place, Earthquake Planet versus Ruined Sewers, and make it worse, <laughs> by which <laughs> I mean um, they shoot a space laser at it and temporarily it gets worse and they're like, oh no, are we going to blow up this planet? Similarly, they're like the sewers and Bender's like, I'm going to destroy it even worse. And that's basically the B plot around yeah. the main I thing. mean, specifically, they're yeah. in both they're dumping stuff underground, right? They're doing the plasma right. and they're doing the um, the garbage. Oh yeah, it's underground. Yeah, they're shooting yeah, into both the is under, underneath their crust. Yeah. Right. Um, so both are about secret parents. Um that they mm -hmm. the the characters are first suspicious of and in denial of um leela assumes her parents were killed by who are actually her parents the mutants she's in clear denial and data of course is in denial that this is his mother suspicious yeah exactly yeah the parents also abandoned you even though they do love you which is a very specific yep. And of course, the perfect way to create poignancy. I just watched Blade Runner 2049, and I'm glad you mentioned Core because it's obviously Core, but it's also kind of Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, you're right. She's the new model of Android, but she doesn't know it. She's so sophisticated that you can't tell her apart. And she was abandoned, spoilers, by Deckard, even though he loves his child, he had a good reason to abandon her. Because, like, how do you twist the knife into a parent? Of course, you have to abandon your child, but it doesn't make, but not for evil right. reasons. That's how we can feel, feel for yeah, you, right? Yeah, and both, they're, like, shamed. They're very shamed about it. They're shamed, but they did abandon yeah. their child. Yeah. Um, a character finds out they are not who they thought they were biologically, like the foundation of who they are, mm. by making a leap um to survive or a leap of faith um oh wow yeah, physically physical leap and both Leela jumps into the lake yep. and juliana and he jumps from the yep. cliff wow and they both upon landing uh expecting a really bad result get a better result because of who they are Leela is a mutant but are confused and are like why did that yeah. happen that way they both do that yeah yeah wow. it's just it's different because it's juliana who is the Leela in that comparison is not but down. you could argue that data right. also makes that leap 
And we also mix and match here because characters can all steal or own various plot beats, and I'm more interested in comparing the maneuvers that they decided and to it's do still, yeah. than, like, it doesn't have to be Leela's consistently Troy throughout It's also still directly related to the parent, like, the main totally. plot, you know? Exactly. It's not like Jordy did yeah. it or something. But the chess pieces are in a slightly different order, yeah. that's true. Um, like you said, on the theme of special, uh, Leela's the mutant who's least mutated ever. Data is the one android that didn't, or it's the versus right. lore, the one that didn't turn out evil. And she talks about how special that was. And their inherent specialness led to their being abandoned directly. Because Leela's so unmutated, her parents give her up. Because Data is like so rare in the galaxy, a sentient android, she's scared yep. of him. Both yeah. uh, do the eye rolly parents, am I right? Um, making parents in this sure. both weird creeps for their kids, collecting Leela's stuff like a stalker. Uh, Data's mom talking about him being naked and wanting him to bone the counselor. Like weird parent shit uh, they explore in both. Yeah. I have one more. The key to their true identity is left on a note that was left with them when they were born or created, meaning she, her th her note is yep. in her brain, but it's still just a note, and Leela has one stapled to her And basket. they're both a secret message, right? Yeah. yeah, right. They're both obfuscated. You're not supposed to immediately be able to access. Yeah. Um, the underlying message of both, ultimately from the misfits point of view, Leela or Data, uh, is that at, at base, everyone just wants to be human. Normality is the best. It sucks to be a robot. It sucks to be a mutant. I wish I could be human like everyone yep. is. It's sort of a conformity theme as aspirational, which I do think is funny because the Federation is kind of about assimilating everything. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. Uh, that's all I had. It's uh, very strong. Very strong. Okay. The other one I got is a piece of astounding technology is revealed the most advanced we've seen in each Ooh. series so far. Of course, I mean the humanoid droid versus the glow in the dark <laughs> nose machine. Super, yeah, super Very cutting true. edge sci-fi. And that brings us to our next segment uh, where we just get to say all the things that we've been referencing when we go, Ooh, I want to say that later. Um, so let's go through our notes and eventually talk jokes in BMSPD. Fight my shiny. I'm directive. Nice, nice, a breathe. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. dude. Nice, nice ac acronym. Ac ac how do you shorten ac acronym? Nice how do you breathe acro? Nice ac, a. dude. Uh, yeah, nice go ahead. A. Sorry. Um, <laughs> talking oh, about the Futurama, okay. I, I do want to point out mm -hmm. how incredibly hard of a story beat it is to sell where Leela goes, I have to know who those cloaked people are. I'm going to jump into the mutant sludge and become a mutant and just. And they did sell it, meaning I didn't think about it as weird until. Neither you did I it. until watching it this time. <laughs> I was like, wait, that is a big ask. <laughs> like she is fundamentally changing her body. <laughs> by jumping in uh just to find something out that honestly she can find out later like she could or she could like you know she could jump onto the balloon i don't know it's it's a lot um i she could regroup and yeah, come exactly. back tomorrow yeah totally i think it's constantly weird and i i know why they're doing it that like mutants are bad but aliens are fine in this on earth that's just very funny to me um, because like aliens, yeah, but it's the, it's the ham-fisted metaphor of like, 
there's a there's still oppression and it's the people below yeah. us. Like if you're watching Foundation, they do the, I know, know why they did or it. I know why. Like yeah. if you live at the bottom, you're poor. Like Midgard. Yeah, for we sure. do this all the time. Yeah. Um uh I thought it was interesting, but very minor, that they show a bunch of the orphans of the year. I don't know if this means anything, but Leela's the f- only woman orphan of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that means anything. Or I'm just trying to score points. Um <laughs> But I also wanted to ask of the Futurama of the parents, why are they wearing cloaks that obscure their faces? Considering that when Leela arrives in the sewers, they act surprised that this is happening, which they would be. They didn't know Leela was coming to the that sewers today, but they're sense. already ju- they're judiciously hiding their it's faces. It's interesting. I think, so I feel like they were like, there was some conversation because we know who they are. They show them to us early. So we know. And if you're paying, if you're close reading at all, they've given like six hints. They want you to figure it out before oh, yeah. she does. Um, but they show us it's them by visually showing us them immediately. Yeah. So I think in their minds, they're like, well, because when Leela sees them, she goes, oh, that is my parents. So I think they, yeah. in their minds, they're like, the Morris. moment she sees them, she'll know. So yeah. she can't see them, which is funny because like. You could make them look a little different, but rule of cartoon means they have to look like her. Uh, it's just very funny. Right. They are mutants in such a way where you can see that she is her character model is a hybrid of their character yeah. models. That exact like because you want it to be clear. Uh, I will say as far as parent side characters go, like your Lawaxana, Troys and whatnot. I really like uh, what's her name? It's hard. I I don't. Leela's mom. It's like I they don't the write name it. Of and I apologize. It's like they don't say it as but, much and, or something. And Morris, I yeah, I like yeah. Morris and and what's her name? I'm looking it Thank up. Thank you. But you say a point while I do that. Um. Well, I was gonna go off of Futurama and go to Star Trek, and I just wanted to shout out Taranga. Taranga. Oh no, that's their last because they're both like sorry, sorry because they're like. Kira Norris, they reverse it. Taranga Leela is also blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's Munda, which I Munda. do remember now, but they hardly ever say it. Munda yep. and Morris. Um, did I have any more Futurama? Oh, yeah. Well, I just wanted to. I only have plot holes this time because um, that's Futurama is mainly plot holes yeah. and jokes. Uh, ex- or talking about how it handles the themes, which we do at the end. But uh, about that note. So she says she's an exolinguist, which they actually pick up that thread in future episodes. And I'm assuming from the word that means she knows alien languages. And my question is, if the orphanarium can't translate it, and that implies that like, and says no one on earth can translate it. So it's an unknown alien language? Did she make up an alien language that doesn't actually exist? Does this mean she is the finest xenolinguist so on I, Earth? I think, like, it's, you know I, I, mean? I think it's that because that's the neater message, right? Which is the idea that down in the sewer, there are some amazing minds that could benefit society, right. but they're sewer folks, so they don't even give them the time of day. That was They don't really lean into that idea. So I am just kind of creating that but it's a connection that feels good yeah Yeah. let's let it be that yeah uh and i yeah i also okay i'll say that for joke roulette because it's inherently funny okay star trek star trek what do you got i wanted to shout out to um data's i guess stepdad uh what's his name pran he's got a real pran Pran. who 
when yeah. Data is doing calculations, he goes to Riker and he's like, someone's going to double check the machine's calculations. What a weird version of machine racism. Like I've seen other, like, you know, there's the one where the guy's like, I don't like the Data's in command making these decisions about human lives. Agree. But yeah. the idea of like, I don't like that the computer named Data is doing our math for us. You need a human. But it's the, like, yeah. what the fuck the are only you talking thing- about, man? I've heard, fuck this computer, it's breaking down, blah, blah, blah. The one thing I've never heard is, okay, the computer did a complicated math equation, but I'd rather do a pencil and paper right. to make sure that it's right. That's why you have a computer, It's dude. so weird. And yet, at the same time, I've got to say, the from his vantage, they're about to shoot a space laser at his yes. planet. And as we show later, they don't know for sure what will <laughs> yeah. happen. And they go, uh, like, this is the process for approving that plan in a conference room with just two people from that planet, Pran and, right. and Juliana. They go, here's what we're thinking. Maybe shoot a space laser at your planet. Could kill everyone. Could work, though. And they go, yes, us two scientists. We are not government. We're just scientists. That sounds good. And then he goes, okay, then we're going to do it right now. We'll just do it now. And he goes, could we like, can we take a moment? Check the yeah. computer's work. And they're like, no, I trust the computer. Fire, fire, space like, laser. Can I, wait, can I, can I call someone real quick? Can I tell the guy? Could I like inform? I feel like I'm going to go right, to jail. Right, is there checks and balances yeah. and shit? I feel like even yeah. if this works, I'm going to jail for this. Could you please? And then at the end, they're like, yeah, go back to your planet. They're going to show up and then it's just going to be all the world leaders like, um, what did you do? I mean, we're happy, but what did <laughs> right, you do? <laughs> I guess it worked eventually, but yeah. Jesus. It's, yeah, you're right. It's, it's the machine racism is weird, but he should at least be like, can we have at least like a few people going over this math, please? Like, Or one of the people there should have been the president yeah, of the planet yeah, yeah, or whatever. Sure. Something. I do yeah. want to talk about the Enterprise, the ability to just like, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we're struggling here on Earth with planetary things. Uh, existential problems yeah, yeah. it's just wild to me whenever in star trek they're like yeah we got this and they just like press a few buttons do a few things and they just save a planet and it's like ah fuck you star trek like that's what it is is the enterprise yeah, is right. like it's just this roving god that's just like oh yeah your planet's dying <laughs> yeah we god. can do it real quick we can yeah. save it all right we're good or they're like but you have an invented warp engine then we yeah. won't we'll watch you die i'm sorry yeah. We'll be sad yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, this one really hammered home for me how deeply psychologically unsettling it is because there's a second person there now that we know Juliana was there for Sung to, as she says, insist that it look like him, that this first sentient android look like yeah. Dr. Sung. I just, we know he's an egomaniac, but I just imagine that moment because she describes it and I'm like, that is some real boomer shit. I, that your husband would walk in with his own head and be like, Look, I know you said you didn't want it to look like me, so it's up to you. I built the head. You could crush my head if you want, but otherwise it's going to look like yeah. me. And she's like, fine, hey. fucking fine. Yeah. No, I mean, without saying her name, my sister's name, full name is a combination mm-hmm. of both my parents' names. And I only realized that like a year ago. Oh. And I was like, those, yeah. son, those egotistical sons of bitches. Like that is so yeah. like that. It it It's funny because when you think about it, you're like, yeah, that's very silly that he did that. But also like, yeah, if you're making a robot, I I don't know, because it really if I was making a robot, I wouldn't make it look like me because I don't think I look great. 
Yeah, it's just really, it is funny that even if I thought I looked great, I would think history would think I was a fucking right. maniac. But like, it like, does mean Soon looked at it and he was just yeah. like, no, no notes. This is what it, this is what it should look like. Right. Brent Spiner, yeah. the greatest man. Uh, I mean, I believe that, but I don't think other people it's do. Very, it's uh, very weird. Mainly for his work on 1776. Even anyway, Data, when he made uh, Lull, he was like, she should choose how she looks. She she should choose if true. she wants very to be progressive. a she. Like that was, yeah. Oh, yeah. The gender. Fl- well, speaking of Data is progressive. And of course, we'll eventually cover the episode where Riker falls for an androgynous person. Yeah. And they wanted to code it even more strongly as like an LGBTQ thing. But the, the studio dumped it down a bit. But regardless, Star Trek is trying to do stuff like that. And uh, it, this episode really made it occur to me for the first time that you could read. And it's a little early in in pop culture history for this to be intentional. Although certainly if there was a neurodivergent writer on staff, it could be intentional. Um, But I do think it's rewarding to think all the way back to Spock, the idea of the emotionless character, which of Spock, of course, inspired data in some ways, uh, all the way through to data as a metaphor for the autism spectrum and having to be human through conscious practice and effort rather than instinct uh, and I just think if you watch this episode through that lens, it's really rewarding oh, yeah. through that lens. I don't I, know if they meant for that to I, be true, but it I is. I think it's, I think it is. I, I, and there's so much pathos I think this with is why yeah. Star Trek attracts so many different types of people and, and more, I would say left leaning, um, thoughts as well because that that was on their mind sorry i was just watching ds9 where i realized the ferengi was just this whole analogy for what a person would be under a capitalist system like that like it's just about ferengis are just like here's how capitalism just fucking rots you well of Um, course people have asked in interviews is it Jew anti-Semitism. Are they supposed to be Jews? And of course they're not going to say yes. Right. Cause that's, I hope I fucking hope not. And I sincerely hope not. Like I hope there wasn't even a one person there who it's thought hard. it was funny in the yeah. back of mind or whatever. But what they say is no, we, it was America. They were just supposed to be capital. It was American style capitalism. We want something to represent that. And, and I see that too. It, it stands yeah, up under that sure. lens. I, yeah. I get why people look at that and their eyes squint and they're like, what the go, fuck are you doing? And that's a lot or of Or how did it slip through? It's a lot. Because it looks like 40s and 50s propaganda yeah. cartoons. Like you didn't notice it's a, that. It's always, yeah. we've, I think we've talked about this. If you're writing a sci-fi or fantasy and you find yourself creating a banker race, maybe go ahead and not do that. Do your research, Yeah, bro. maybe not. Or like, yeah, really look into the history of all the ways <laughs> that's been used before yeah. you... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, why didn't Data just jump down and then catch Juliana? I, that, so I, that moment is still like sw- <laughs> swimming in my head as one of the most unhinged it's like things that has ever done. He just goes, "Yo, it's like the it, moment Jordy bodies him. that guy." Yeah, so I lo- it's just such. Here's a my thought moment. on that, and it's the most sense I can make. It is Data is calculating a lot of stuff in that moment. And one of the things I think is he's calculating is we have to leave in 30 seconds or we will die. It's gotta be. Yeah. And so when she says you'll never make it, and he says, you'll make it. That's a lie that data is telling her. So be, well, she, he knows that she'll, he probably did the math and said, like, there's like a she'll live, but be horribly exactly, injured, but, but we'll she'll fix her. live. Yeah. And in this Star Trek future, you can pretty much repair anybody. So I think that's what Data was thinking is like, you will be. Made. But he couldn't like 
scoop her up like fireman carry and jump himself. It really seems like he could have done that. All right. He is super speed also, by the way. Um, It really seems like he could have done that. But maybe Data was also like, I know you're a fucking robot chump, so you can be exposed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's uh, also, by the way, an incredible robot. It's I. So it's the Enterprise. So I get another why. technology where you're like the Federation would never let right. that go. Dude. Picard. And after he told them all that she exists, they would have to pursue right. that. So Science. I assume Picard just didn't mention it, which is really uh, he'll get he would get fired if they ever find that out. Um, because right. like if he told Starfleet, they'd be like, I'm sorry. And what's her full name? And where did where was she? Because <laughs> we're going to yeah. we're going to go swoop her up. Just uh, an chat. aging yeah. robot that also the biggest thing is can mimic biological signals. That is, they're like, well, that's but huge. Still has robot powers, has perfect memory, and yeah. can do perfect tasks. Like, oh, he and created all this a shit. Terminator, yeah. you say? Um, yeah. But also <laughs> yeah. the fact that he created aging technology is just like that's nuts. Yeah. Um, that is an incredible. And they're like, could we take out the aging chip and put a gun in? Yeah, its exactly. <laughs> like stuff. So, yeah. like many people for many reasons would be like, oh, can you? If you can create aging, can you create de aging? What What is like? Mm-hmm. We need to open her up. It's It's wild. Even data. Because he's aspiring to be human, you can see data just being like, "I'm gonna open you up and take you for parts." Uh, yeah. Could, Although it is funny Im- imagining uh the el- the older woman actress getting those chips applied to her forehead yeah being like this is a nice this is a fun show this is fun to yeah. do <laughs> they're like plastering uh, oh, radio yeah. shack shit to her head uh and about that meeting the conference he does have the whole all i was thinking was like yeah a great way to keep a deathly secret that must be carried to your grave is to have a right. fucking conference it's with your coworkers data thing and go do. look this happened yeah. what do you think i should it's do? so star trek <laughs> for him to be like i need a conference and it's like no you really don't yeah also telling uh, telling the husband that's interesting because what if he's like because he was robot racist earlier um and so like right. is it his right to know or right no? they don't consider that and he knows yeah. right he does know so he's gonna go to, he's gonna now be like i'm fucking a robot do i really want this is she gonna kill me in my sleep is she gonna do math wrong which i guess is his big fear um like <laughs> right. it's just it's like oh do i have to check her math that now? guy ah, that shit. guy's whole yeah. life is different now he has to just lie to her for the rest of her fucking life um, I do. I, I was going to ask if you agree with the decision. It really does seem like you kind of have to not tell her because the alternative is would like set her off on a spiral. Right. Uh, I think it's the happier life for her if that's yeah. your goal. And it's a perfectly laudable goal. But I would just say I think there's legitimate arguments about. Well, in this situation, I think this goal would well, trump yeah, that goal. Having, this goal would trump that having goal. Having agency, you know. But if your goal is you want her to be okay, regardless of the consequences to the other factors, that's the best way to do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard because it's like. Although I do love the idea because he says in order to transfer her whole lifetime of memories, right? To make that sci-fi piece work. He says, Juliana fell into a coma, the real human one. I'm not going to say real because I, I just watched Blade yep. Runner and I'm like, Android rights, man. So the bi- the biological Juliana fell into a coma. This allowed him time to build 
the robotic Juliana and then transfer all of the brain patterns and memories from one to the other. And then she died. I think it would be so fucking funny if biological Juliana came out of the coma, like people (laughs) sometimes miraculously do and went, I'm sorry. What did you do? You're describing, um, I, I, not quite. There is another the movie. movie Replicas yeah. deals with this. I don't know if someone wakes up okay. after that, but I know there's been a, yeah. And they're like, it's because I missed you. She, she I don't care. You should not have in done the that. the process of fucking the robot. Just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right, yeah. And then he reveals, he walks in the room and he's like, that's not even me. That's a robot that looks like me. <laughs> fucking a robot that looks like you. So it's, it's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's, uh, I guess it's that Futurama. That's what I might be thinking of. Um, and, yeah. and, um, Sorry, I'm I'm still stuck on the husband too because it, since she doesn't know, the one big difference would be like, what if the husband wants to go like skydiving or like rock climbing, and she's like, no, that's too risky, and he's just like, it's not. Trust me, you'll be fine. You just got to trust me, you'll be because that's the only difference is she has to go through life thinking she's breakable, more breakable than she is, right? Right. Like if I knew yeah. as a robot. I would do a lot more risky shit. That's kind of it. That's the big difference. So like, what if she wants to do like skydiving or rob a bank or something? She does, that gets stolen from her. The ability to realize sure. that she, yeah. you know, what if they're like, you're a robot and she's like, that is awesome. Like, what if she's just so right. into it? You don't know. I'm a scientist. I'm going to study myself. I think it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, yeah. I don't know. Also feel like data would like, could he not use, he says he wants to have a child again in the future, but he can't perfect the positronic brain. Could he not use the time she was unconscious to study her brain and make himself a child? Didn't he want that? Emotions, but not evil lore emotions. You know what I mean? Where it's like, he later gets his emotion chip, but it's like, you'd think he'd be way more interested in her brain. Like data, it's, like you'd think he might just like steal her head for a month. Um, I do think if it wasn't, you know, back in the past TNG script writing where you're pretty polite and like four quadrant or like not as edgy as we get today, man, imagine like that is an, such an impactful concept. Imagine that uh, if they showed the scene where Juliana dismantles Laura, like you dismantle your child. It's also your greatest achievement in your career. And it looks like your husband or if like they upped the language and in the scene where she talks about it, she said like, I took you apart. You're my son. And I took (laughs) you apart. I couldn't do that again. Like that is such a cool sci-fi concept to me to take your son apart and leave him Um, on a dime. Oh God. Yeah. That's this whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple little things. One, Picard is rock hard for that meeting, by the way. That's exactly the shit he loves. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Two, Soon's holodeck response program. I'm just always curious about those. Is that like, is it a program that's like an AI where like the it'll it's trained to respond exactly to how data speaks to it? Or is it like pre-recorded? Um, because he seems like to be emotional in the moment. And it's like, did he like because he's just recording that shit for a camera, right? I get the impression it's like an FAQ page, but a little fancier. Like AI stitches it together enough to feel like an affable interaction that makes organic sense, but there's only a limited bucket of information that he has that he can I'm provide. happy with that. Like like he'd be like, like if you ask too much, he'd be like, I don't know anything. Yeah, I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I just really, you mentioned the line, but I really like it. So I'm going to read it. If she knew she were an Android, I would no longer be alone in the universe. 
But at the same time, by telling her you'd rob her of the one thing you've wanted your whole life, that's classic yeah, TNG. That's where it's just like a th- a, a conundrum you could read off a card and be like, "That is a." Thinker. And that's that's yeah. where the card's balls tingled. <laughs> it just explode. Yeah, yeah. it's like, Pardon "Oh me. yeah, clean the underside of this desk, yeah. number one." Uh, okay. I think we're ready to do joke roulette, which is where we uh, take all the profoundness of the Star Trek, set it up against a wall, and then fire the funniness of Futurama at it to see if what yes. wins. Uh, uh, I want to point out the very first thing is the Chiron joke, which I just, I love this about Simpsons writers and Futurama writers. It's like hee-haw with lasers. Dude, people have not known what hee-haw is for 30 oh, yeah. years already at the time of when this was even these dropped. Old, these old <laughs> but anyway, fucks. yeah. It's not a great now, joke, but a notable joke. First to line, me. good news, everyone. You all know the orphanarium where Leela grew up. Fry, sure, we talk about it all the time. Leela, really? Fry, no. Burn. And then, Professor, Burn. well done, fellows. <laughs> well done, fellows. Amy, <laughs> uh, orphan of the year, your parents must be so proud. Oops, yep. sorry. A- Amy's only one. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's the only one, but. Um, it's her only you line. You mentioned the, episode, the nose. Yeah. Uh, uh, this exchange. Hermes, it looks like toxic waste, and it smells like toxic waste. Fry, what does it taste like? Hermes, delicious fig pudding. Oh, that's good. But a distinct aftertaste of toxic waste. And then uh, Uh it keeps going. Um, Yeah. uh, uh, Hermes, I'm afraid I, or you don't have to make a federal case out of it. I'm afraid I do. I order you to dispose of that toxic waste properly or bribe me. Either way, it'll cost you $500. Uh, Bender saying he'll deal with the toxic waste and then dumping it in the sewer. All right, environment. <laughs> You've met your match. We mentioned the orphanarian has the baskets by the door, which is just a fun visual gag, like a supermarket. Yeah, big pile of yeah. baskets. Yeah. And at the orphanarium, when she's giving her thank you speech, you know, oh, oh, sorry. No, it's the head of the orphanarium giving his congratulations speech. You know, it's not easy being an orphan. Not if I have anything <laughs> to do with it. Ha ha ha. Anyway, I still remember the night that baby was left on our doorstep because I have a photographic memory <laughs> and I remember every night. <laughs> Leela's speech, like many of you, I never knew my parents. I don't know if they were mighty alien overlords or simply underpaid alien janitors who fought crime on the side. Uh, all the pictures of the various orphans of the year and their distinction Leela, ship captain and then the next ones often seen in the background of news spots and background is spelled wrong which I also Uh, like diligent flosser has tasted every McDonald's sandwich successfully switched from heroin to methadone and of course the payoff where he jumps in the background when they take her picture Goes woo. Yeah, the news dude gets in her news segment, uh, which causes her photo to fall off the wall too. Which is a funny bit that's hard to describe in joke roulette. But the yeah. whole time of her speech in the background, her speech is interrupted by him trying to nail it. And he's like, "I think I'm hitting a stud. Yeah. What is? Why won't it?" <laughs> um, uh, oh, just fry. Is it the room that's making you sad? It's probably the room. It's yeah. Sorry, usually I try to keep my sadness all pent up inside. Yeah, that's what I do with my stupid. Oh, you missed part of it where it confessed <laughs> her quietly as a mental illness is the continuation. Right. Oh, sure. Okay. Shout out to a couple visual gags. They All of the stores are mutant themed except for Starbucks. Uh, Bender using Fry as a baseball bat. Right. <laughs> By the way, they, they are head reduction surgery, bed, bath, and beneath, big and strange men's fashion warehouse. 
and Starbucks. <laughs> um, I also like, it's everything I've ever flushed. Look, my diary pages and my half-finished screenplay, Fry. <laughs> and for some reason, that long letter I wrote you about all my personal feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, stop right there. I don't want to hurt you. She kicks him. I didn't want you to hurt me either. <laughs> yeah. um, Deliver. Hey, what? Are, why aren't you going to kill us anymore? Yeah, what are you, chicken? Guys, shut up. We can kill ourselves <laughs> when we get home. <laughs> Oh, and uh, uh, I got a a long one, uh, Fry's entire scene with the orphanarium guy. Okay. Is there anything else you can tell me? Nah, nothing that would be, it wouldn't be a waste of your time, Fry. That's impossible because my time is worthless. Ah, well, there is one thing. It's a note I found with Leela the day she was abandoned. It's written in alienese, so no one on earth can translate it. Not even Brainzilla. Brainzilla. Which I really like. Fry, hand it over. Sure, I just wish I could be more helpful. Would you like some dirt on some of the other <laughs> any of the other orphans? Look, I'm trying to save someone here. I'll have to come back for those later. Wow, I know Great. just because my brain connects things. Blade Runner 2049. He also goes to an orphanage to track someone down. Ah. Um, professor, I can only translate the note into Beta Crypt Three, a language so complex there's even less chance of translating it. <laughs> hey. I didn't ask you for a perfectly reasonable explanation. <laughs> uh, uh, excuse. I didn't listened. ask you for a perfectly reasonable excuse. <laughs> Great parent exchange. Uh, the mom, <laughs> keep quiet so she doesn't hear us, the dad. What's there to talk about? And now, <laughs> Which I just, yeah. What's there to talk about? Shh. And now my long yeah. exchange that I cannot get over. Such a good run. Wait, isn't that the machine that makes noses? It could do other things. Who says it shouldn't? All right, well, how long will it take? Who can say? It could take an hour, a day, or a million years. Ding, ding. Does that mean it's... Oh, sorry, just one ding. Ding. Does that mean it's done? (laughs) Certainly not. Two dings means it's done. Ding, ding. Not like that, though. Slightly more rapid. (laughs) Ding, ding. Fry gasps with anticipation. Professor just, like, shakes his head sadly. No. (laughs) Ah, beautiful. Then when it works, I can't believe it. My mind is boggling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's see are you uh, out about okay i'm gonna raise my quality bar then and see if there's any final ones that make the cut uh i've been trying to do the same what's there to talk about am i a game to you or some kind of even more boring truman show i like that because i feel like no one has the balls to admit the truman show is pretty boring outside of jim carrey being a skilled performer yeah um like it doesn't say enough about the theme (laughs) to me um let's see what did the note say i don't know but it was printed on squeezably soft toilet paper mainly used in the sewers i like that uh no that didn't deserve it that didn't pass the quality bar so i am done okay yep uh also nice also weird that she found a birthday present in the street and strange cookies just appeared on plates and a note that said, we love you, Leela, when she was like 17 and she never questioned or looked into it before. Yeah. They they always, I, Futurama really wants us to have that emotional fucking release in their episodes. They do it a lot, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes they nail it, sometimes they don't. This one personally didn't, like the, the arc of the parents is emotional, but that montage didn't really do it for me. Sure. Um. All right, then. But it varies. Let's move on into our penultimate segment where we warp fastly to a uh, judgment of quality. Warp nine. Knock it up a notch. Maximum warp. Yes. Take it so. Engage. 
No, don't engage. Um, energize. Nice. <laughs> Not nice. One of my weakest uh, bump <laughs> bits, but let's do it. This is simply where we say, like, I like this one better. Um, and I would say it's mainly comparing, like, did you think the Futurama, which is this one that is trying to be poignant, was as funny, poignant, impactful on the theme of you discover your lineage and it's not what you thought it was? Or was the Star Trek not necessarily funnier, but impactful? Well... All right. Yeah. Uh, here's my thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. While this didn't work on me, um, I think I have to give it to Futurama because we never see Data's mom again. Um, it clearly didn't have that much of an impact on Data. It felt like they were trying to have their cake and eat it too here. Whereas Futurama was like, no, these are characters now. And we will continue this emotional journey with Leela and her parents. Whereas they just didn't do that with Data. Yeah. Uh, and so I think like, I think I have to give it to Futurama based on that. Cool. Well, we have a split decision this time that doesn't ha it happens less often than the other, but I'm going to give it to the Star Trek, uh, mainly because I am viewing it as a standalone because the serialized nature is part of what I like about it. So I'm discounting the thing you just said, even though I get what I also get your logic, yeah. um, but I'm going to say, just as a standalone thing to thing, I remember the Leela's Homeworld episode initially coming out, and I feel like the reveal um, was interesting to me at the time, and I was super pleased that they stretched it for so long, kind of like Buster losing his hand in Arrested Development. I was like, that's cool that you had that in your pocket from the start, but of course that yeah. will get trumped many times over by how many times it turns out they had all the Nibbler lore figured out from the start. Like That shit's so impressive to me. Uh, which, but I guess I'm having my cake and eating it too. Cause now I am comparing things from outside the episode. My point just being, uh, I think the TNG is a peak TNG because of that little dual pair of lines. I said, I'm like any TNG that gets to that point where they're saying the interesting it conundrum. Is... I'm like, you did it. You did what you're supposed to do as a thing. And absolutely. And the Futurama was like, it was pretty funny, but it's not one of the ones where I go. Uh, I only have time to watch three Futuramas right now. I got, ooh, you know what I want to watch? Blah, blah, blah. It's never Leela's Homeworld. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll still stick with Futurama, but I yeah. also see where you're coming from completely because I do think the Star Trek deals with a a, a more fun mental like uh, exercise, yeah. you know? Yeah, I wish they did take it further. Like, I wish Masks, uh, a famously a divisive episode, I wish mm -hmm. instead of becoming an entire alien culture that we've never met before, he started exhibiting and being all the various colonists whose memories he has. That's such I a better idea. Way cooler, but they never follow up on that either. Sad. No, they yeah. don't. All righty. Well, we are in a hurry um, because Dave had to buy his car, which compacted our schedule just a little bit. So sorry if we shortchange this segment, but let's do our final segment. The sounds of which should come in now. Open hailing frequencies. Frequencies open, sir. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. That's the name of it. Good. That's right. Thank you, editor. And uh, this is just where we close out with some fan questions. I'm only going to do two quickies. 
But if you responded to my Twitter thread about this, I will definitely save some of these for two times. From As now will I. I. Again. Yeah. So. Yeah. I might mine your thread. If you we'll do that, I will delete the ones you, yeah, you, you know, we'll do what makes sense. Yeah. Um, so let's just uh, go for the top two that came in. Andre Alvarez at Nerd Numbers asks, uh, based on the wedding sketch I just released, because as we talked about, I got married, I released a sketch. You can check it out. Just search for Swaim and Jen's wedding sketch, E-E-A-A-O parody, if you want to see it on YouTube. Um, for both Futurama and Star Trek, what's a skill you'd love a main character to get from an adjacent dimension? What random act would they need to do to get it? And what scenario would you like it to happen in? I'm going to say Futurama or Star Trek, whichever one you take, I'll take the other just for expediency. I mean, sake. this jumped right into my mind. So uh-huh. I'll just go with it. it. Uh, Picard and expert karate, uh, which is from everything everywhere all at once. It's just like, I, I just really want that now. I want Picard to be a fucking martial arts expert. That's um, great. I was going to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there's more. What does he have to do? I want him. I want him to uh, lick the entire side of one of the corridors, like the length. Yeah. Like yeah. not. Yeah, sure. And what scenario? Like, why does he need the karate? Uh, to fight the Borg. Or it's like there's so many times where he's like, man, I, I should be able to do more. Karate it doesn't fit the show at all. But the Stan in me is like. Oh man, Picard hand to hand just beating the shit out of Borg. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude, that would be righteous, bro. But right. it makes no sense like for I, the show. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I I grabbed some low hanging fruit, but that is just what yeah. immediately came. Because I was gonna say, to give Data what he wants and make him like a really moody bitch. Like <laughs> that would be funny <laughs> to me. But um, for the sake of doing a Futurama one, I will just improv style pull one completely out of my ass because I have nothing. Uh, off the top of my head, who's a character I always like fucking with more? Uh, Hermes, uh, especially because he has such a narrow lane of joke buckets. I would like to see, let's see, Mad Libs, the shit swam. I like to see Hermes suddenly get the ability to pole vault because that's humorously banal and similar to uh, limboing. It's, it's the opposite. It's the of, other side. Right. Yeah. And I would like it to happen. Uh, at Barbados Slim's funeral and he pole vaults over the casket and shits in the open casket as he does. Uh, and he, when he good. lands, he is making love to La Barbara, like just right. Okay. Uh, and that's the scenario. Yeah. The funeral. So great. We're done. Uh, last question. LS Gregor at Greg L five, eight, four, four, three, star date, nine point nine, eight, four. Uh, when I am bored, I make my cats. This is for Dave. I make my cats no. skank to ska music. <laughs> Am I okay? Did you teach them to skank? Or should I get professional help? The cats seem indifferent when I force them to participate. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what the nature, if you're tying rope to the cats to like puppet Is them. Is it or if you're just Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're just grabbing their little paws. Or are you playing skank, skank that's so infectious that against their will, yeah. they have to. Dep- it honestly depends on the cat. I know everything from the cat that's just like a fucking rag doll who doesn't give a, a rat's ass. Yeah. To like, I have both sides of the spectrum. I have an, like a crabby alley cat, which is kitten. And now I have Rue, which is like the big chonky Garfield who doesn't give a shit. Beautiful. So it depends, you know. I, uh, I called kitten like a baby and she doesn't always appreciate that, but she tolerates it, you know? Yeah. So it's free rent. Uh, great. And I think 
There was one more thing I wanted to say, but it's probably goodbye, because it has to be based on the I timing. Have the yeah. Gamefully Unemployed, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Please. No, That's you all. could stretch that out. Our goodbye involves several steps. I know that. Yeah. No, I, I was just, if you want more of these podcasts, the other half, uh, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's it. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Uh, do you like the RX Bandits? What? Is, what am I? What is that? All right, bye everyone. Bye. <laughs>